But you're gonna make me do it too. Like I'm gonna say it now. I can hear you. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I know. Good morning, New Eden. Today is September 3rd, 2023, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. Today we are going to be interviewing uh, Tuan Molinar, who is running for CSM. And uh, let's uh, go ahead and just get a little round in here. So we've got uh, Gwenevic Kenyon with us. That's uh, Samson, who is running, or who is uh, my co-host here. It's, how are you doing this uh, fine weekend? Good morning, New Eden. I'm doing just fine, Frozen. <laughs> And uh, we also have Night Flyer here, who is also another co-host here on the show. Hey, good doing, morning, everybody. I'm doing great. I uh, appreciate everybody tuning in for this very special update uh, broadcast that we're doing. Yeah, so this is, uh, we're running here a uh, good little uh, CSM interview. So, Tuan, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on to the enemy. Well, not really enemies anymore. We're not at war with each other. You're no, we're, we're friendly now. Right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're friendlies now. We're all friendlies, frenemies. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> and uh, so you uh, are part of the uh, Amar Militia Dot, and uh, yeah. also the Red Sky Morning Corporation. Yeah. Correct. That's where I've been uh, living for the last uh, last year and a half. Awesome. So, uh, so running for CSM, um, CSM. Yeah, I got that right. See, I did it like twice. I got it right. I know. We're I really want to drink. drink. I'm gonna, we have to drink if, uh, if I say CMS. So. Yeah, uh, exactly. So tell us a little bit. Uh, how did you get involved in um, Eve Online in general? What what got you into this crazy game? Um. I mean, I started playing in 2012, 2013, uh, and I actually started out as a faction of warfare noob in Galente space. I used to uh, live in Kadama and uh, and in Nisua. Um, I think I lived there for about two and a half years, three years, trying to get my grasp in the game, playing here and there, and burning out because I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. Like a few weeks ago, I went back on my uh, killboard of my first character all the way to the back. And I remember, oh my god, I made this nice fit. It was an exec cure with small blasters and six 400mm armor plates. And I thought back then I will, I, that was the best I could make. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I lived there for, for quite some time. And I started, you know, started getting better at the game. And then at some point I moved up to Nullsec and I joined up with Gigax in the Circle of Two, uh, where I also stayed for the better of three, four years. Went through quite a bit of wars as FC, had a lot of fun, and then I uh, took a break for a solid year and a half, and after which I came back trying to find my uh, my foothold, and I started out again in uh, in the Black Rice area again, trying to fight my grooves, but at the time I couldn't really find a corp that suited me. So I started looking at the Mimitar Amar Mill war zone, and then I, I ended up with uh, Red Sky Morning, and I've been with them since. So how long have you been back in Faction Warfare now? When when did you come back, or when did you join up with the Amar? I guess uh, about seven months before the the new FW patch hit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I I enjoyed the old system as well. Uh, the new system is a lot better, of course. But uh, yeah, so seven months before that patch so we uh, we worked towards it and then when the patch dropped i uh, i stayed with it and uh currently also one of the main fleet commanders in the amar militia itself and uh trying to fight mimil wherever we can so yeah what do you think of uh, you said that you, you thought it was an improvement what do you think overall of the uh new changes uh any any specific comments that you have about uh what they did to faction warfare I hate yeah, to interrupt think, really quick, yeah. Frozen, but uh, his name is misspelled on our lower third. Could oh, you really? change the T at the end to an R? I want to make oh, sure he's yeah. represented uh, properly. I would have oh. messaged you, but I realized you probably can't look at your messages anyway. No, I can't. I can't look at the messages. <laughs> yeah, so now. it's mole and R. Just yeah. change that T to a R, not a T. Yeah. yeah people are filling out their vote cards they, uh... yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta be like this guy got got written in last i can't find him i can't <laughs> find him 
Yeah. There we go. Now we've got that correct. <coughs> Thank you for Sorry pointing about that. that out. No, perfect. <laughs> no, but I think in in general the uh, the dynamic of the war zone and uh, teamwork between the corporations and the alliances that fight together, you, you really have to work together now to to get things done. Whereas in the old system, you could take 20 people, stick them into Punishers, just run all the novices, run all the smalls, and ignore all the larger plexes, and just focus on cheap frigates, and keep. And you could flip a system within uh, within a, a weekend. Yeah, it was uh, like a day or two you could really... Yeah, a day or system. two, and, and then you could you could flip a system by just running novices and smalls, and you know, you didn't have to care about the mediums and the larges, you just kept... Because they were all 0 0.7 anyway, regardless. Mm -hmm. And I think now that the smaller plexes are worthless, I think it also in encourages more and more the use of big ships and, and bigger fleets and actually working together to, to achieve a goal. And I think the advantage system that they added also uh, improves that because you know you need to pre-plan how you're going to siege a system. Do you gonna are you going to focus on advantage first or are you just going to go head first? And I think in general it just changed the tactics you you need to run actually flip a system and if you're not working together you're not going to get anything done and we struggled quite a bit ourselves at the start to uh, to get everybody rallied and actually start pushing systems yeah what do you think of the uh the battlefield um addition i think the battlefields at the start i think they were just not fun uh, in that regard when they just just added them the vp points were way too high uh, the advantage bonus was way too high and uh, I think now that they've rebalanced them a few times, I think they're now in a pretty good, pretty good place. The only thing I would really like to see change is that they uh, lower the reward on it and increase the number behind it from 30 to like 50, 60, and then reduce the reward uh, to like 75 to 80,000. Because what I see myself right now is that uh, Minimitar and also Amar. A lot of people only undock for the battlefield fleets to get their 150k LP and then log off again. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, by increasing the amount of people that actually get full reward and lowering the reward itself, um, it's still going to be important to run them, but you're also going to make it less of people's main income and just balance it out with, with the rest of the plexes that are currently in the game. Yeah, definitely. I like that. I, that's a good... Uh... Good change, I think. I haven't even ever, I haven't heard that suggestion at all, or anybody talking about that. But yeah, I think that that actually is a, a decent change that could be made to that. Um, what do you think of the uh, like the the current mechanics that we use inside of uh, the the battlefields by just having it so that you leave a battle cruiser, let it kite yeah. in the center. Um, you know. I'm a person that doesn't like sitting still, especially when there's nothing happening. Like, you know, if the hostiles don't show up, it is so nice to just let the battlecruiser sit there and just be done in 30 minutes. Mm. But I do think it defeats the purpose of it being called a battlefield. So I do think that that battlecruiser should not be orbiting. I don't mind that it does, because it, you know, saves me a lot of time when running a fleet for a battlefield. But I think in general, the goal of them was to make it a battlefield. So if you just have to kill two waves of rats, wait for the battle cruiser and keep it running, I think it kind of defeats the purpose of what it does. And I think it should just be like the rendezvous and the listening post, just endless waves of uh, rats that you have to kill. And well, let the battlefield take approximately 30, 45 minutes by default, by just having endless respawns and actually have and not smaller the groups. Timer. Yeah, and actually having smaller groups on each point that you and maybe increase the, the spawn times between the waves a bit because I do notice that if you kill a wave now, it's literally like 30 seconds before you get the next one. So perhaps they remove that battle cruiser orbiting, but they do increase the wave time so that once you do clear the entire wave, it cycles for like a minute instead of uh, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, and then just you know keep balance it out a bit because right now it just does feel really still when you're fleeting in one hostiles don't show up you're just sitting there for 30 minutes watching the battle cruiser go circle after circle yeah and if there's no if there's no opposing um faction then it's just it's kind of boring <clears throat> it is kind of boring and then in, in that occasion it is nice that you're just watching the battle cruiser orbit and see the timer tick up quickly but i think it's not really how you know the battlefield should be intended i know a lot of people are going to say tuan what the fuck are you saying don't <laughs> don't tell them that but you know, that's just my per that's just my personal opinion. 
could be I a little bit more engaging. Yeah, and I think yeah. one of the things though is that there, the very least. there is a balance in faction warfare with the activities that happen in it. That how much are you having to focus on PVE, and how much are you yeah. having to focus on you know getting ready for or preparing for PVP. Um, yeah, exactly. And it is yeah. kind of in that spot right now where you know you have a, you have, you have like a thing you need to do for your PVE, but it's not that hard. Get it down to one battle cruiser and yeah. make it orbit one dude orbiting the, the, the button at very close yeah, and, and, and send one hobgoblin <laughs> right you know and you've got uh got one you know you got three people basically that are that are focused on doing that pve activity that you can kind of set up or maybe a little bit more if you need lodgy or something like that you don't have the the main guy being able to handle the rats by themselves or whatever but but then the rest of the fleet can all focus on that pvp um so yeah it's an interesting you know, player uh, devised like mechanic that we we built up around it so that we could focus more on on the PvP aspect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and exactly. we got a lot of Amar victories here. Welcome Amar to the <laughs> Federation Frontline Report. Thank you. For Welcome slavers. Coming over and checking this oh, out. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, Canuck Down Under is always around. Like he, yeah, he's he always Canuck uh, always on our channel. On our channel. Like I don't shit. think he's on right now. I didn't see a post from him. Yet. We got a lot. We got a lot of Amarians that are coming out for you today. Look at this. We got forty. People watching. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think somebody found the stream and just linked Ooh. it in the in the fleet I'm in. So everybody. Oh, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Fleet. Okay. Uh, welcome, welcome. We love you. How do you Thanks feel about the um, offense and defensive uh, aspect of the um, the battlefield? That it's no different if it's an offense or defense, except for the reward that you get. Um, yeah, I've, in my opinion, they should just uh, level out the rewards for either side. Because, um, you know, you have to tick down the same 50%. You still have to kill the same rats to actually get the timer ticker. So you, it still takes a, takes up the same time uh, to run it. So in my opinion, it should be that defensive and offensive to give the, boat, the same rewards, essentially. So that you're not forced to go sit in the battlefield and run it just so the other side doesn't. Well, it also it encourages the other side not to be interested at all. Like, oh, it's at, you know... 3% contested, I get nothing for running the battlefield. Yeah, so why finish it? So why why even, yeah, why even contest it? Why, you know, unless you're yeah, looking exactly. just for the PvP aspect of it, which, you know, definitely is an encouragement, you know, oh, there's a bunch of dudes that we can form up against and try and fight. Um, yeah. Have you noticed a lot in, in uh, the battlefields the opportunity for small groups to come into a larger group and just decimate? Um, because I see that a lot where like, you know, a pirate group or a small group will come in organized and then there's, you know, 20, 30 disorganized, you know, militia guys, you know, half of them not on comms, you know, like. I, I must say we, we don't actually, uh, both Amar Mill and Min Mill, uh, we seem to mostly form uh, properly for the battlefields. So usually we're either in their induction or semi-organized uh, kitchen sink. So we'll always at least have a certain certain ship type that is there. That even if those guys come in, um, they're going to be discouraged to come in. What we mostly occur is that they're going to be camping outside the battlefield with mm -hmm. maledictions, carrices, and uh, just try to pirates catch like these to stragglers. Yeah, the pirates like to do that, and they just they just wait for stragglers to not to uh, not join comms and uh, <laughs> yep. tackle them. And then the funny part is that once they get tackled, they suddenly know their ways to come very fast, and then they start yelling that they need help. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so we don't really have issues inside the battlefields itself. Usually it's just Minmill versus Amar Mill. I mean, mostly pirate groups and things don't punch in. They usually just stick to the outside. There's a lot, there's a lot. I think like maybe there's more, um, maybe there's more pirate activity in, in Gal, Cal. We definitely have. I mean, we've got Tama nearby and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, it's Black Rise. It's Black, Black Rise. Rise is uh, very contested with a lot of pirates and stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely, um, it's uh, interesting because yeah, it, I think we've been getting better at it lately. But man, I, well, I just see so many times that like, you know, we get hired now to do it. Well, so. that too. But uh, 15, uh, you know, 15, 20 people will be inside of the Plex and half of them won't be on comms or anything. And then, like, somebody will yeah. punch in with, like, you know, five, ten guys and just start decimating people around them where, you know, like, 
90% of the people are like just freaking out like ah, I don't know what to do here we're waiting uh, for somebody to come in on us <laughs> I don't know how you're I haven't really looked let me quickly pull up your warzone map mm. yeah so it looks like your front lines are you know sp pretty pretty spread out as well yep yeah I mean I mean the MR warzone is you know it's more of a connected cluster so we, we actually have quite a lot of centers of gravity on the warzone map where people base out of from and most people know each other in the war zone and if they see you they'll come for you and you you end up in the same comps we have multiple discords where we can find each other so it, it we, we usually are always on comps and talking to each other but we also do a lot of solo pvp everyone by himself just running around and not mass stacking plexus so it really just comes down like yesterday we uh we had a really long grind for azure we started uh in the morning and we uh we finished it this morning uh so yeah that was a that was a long grind with a lot of effort of everybody and we kept committing so i've yeah i mean we we seem to be uh, pretty well organized but the same goes for minmill they seem to be well organized as well if they ping they get a full fleet pretty quickly we do the same and we we clash full fleet versus full fleet quite often that's awesome so tell us a little bit about why you're running for csm uh, well, it's mostly because in the previous years I've seen that there's not, you know, it took a lot of years to get FW space to love that it deserved. And uh, I remember how it was when I started out. It was pretty unforgiving and there wasn't a lot of information still. And it was all small groups running around the place. And now with the recent changes, it's, it's, it's more about working together. Uh, and I'm mostly just running to make sure that they keep balancing out the, the faction of warfare space, but also low sec for the pirates to make sure that it's you know still enjoyable for pirates because a lot of people that are pirate are still not liking the fact that we have all those small navy plexes because they can mm -hmm. no longer bring their pirate and their tier 2 ships and I think with the yeah, last patch, they actually did, did a pretty good change on that by increasing those those advanced plexes yep. and actually yeah, giving them more them space uh, mm -hmm. to PvP. And I think it's a good thing because I'm also a pirate ship enjoyer. Same. And I also uh, love Flytrek Lavian ships. And sometimes mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't have a medium advanced plex or a small advanced plex for like, for like a solid hour in the system. And I just wanted to grab out my Ishker, you know, just bring out my Succubus. But they were just docked and it kind of felt felt just basic just you know you were always flying the same ship over and over and over because that's what worked and that's what fit and i think now that the advanced plexus have increased also the diversity between the ships themselves has increased inside the plexus so you know they're they're, they're good on the way and, the, and they keep changing things and i just want to keep making sure that uh, that that stays that way and that it doesn't change yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that uh, it hasn't been a, okay, we updated Faction Warfare, we're moving on type kind yeah. of thing. Because, I mean, they had that with, like, the Epic Arcs and, like, you know, I mean, a little bit of addition here and there that they did with the Epic Arcs. But it felt like when they added Epic Arcs, I thought that they were going to, like, just keep on pumping those out and give you tons of cool Epic Arcs and stuff. They were talking about how it was easy for them to build that. And, yeah, and you got one whole got Epic dropped. Arc. You know, wormholes yeah. got dropped, and it was like, okay, well, we, we may they added like what the shattered wormholes a little bit, but in general, yeah. like you know, wormholes haven't really been touched. Although I don't know if the wormhole community wants them to be touched, to be honest, at this point. I mean, so. they're just they're they're still good isk, and they're still just you know a content highway. Yep. Yeah. Unless no, it's summer. So definitely, uh, so you're you're advocating for you know faction warfare, pirates, low sex. So that's your your target uh, voter that you're looking for is people who are interested more in the uh, zero, or, uh, low sec and uh, PvP and kind of aspect. Act, aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have? Uh, I saw that you have like good 0, 0.0 experience. So are you advocating for anything? Any changes in 0, 0.0 at this point? Um. I, I would kind of hope is that you know we have the new contesting system for for systems in faction warfare, and I think nobody in this game likes the soft wars and how they work at the moment. I think nobody likes them, and I think maybe battlefields could 
be a nice introduction introduce them into systems and have multiple battlefields obviously don't have the same restrictions that we have but make that run up a system by running battlefields instead of by just sitting on a beacon with a softlink and waiting till it's fully cycled and then do that again and do that again but instead take battlefields that you know do the same but instead of having to orbit a beacon sit still make it a slightly more sped up but fight for battlefields and also encourage more pvp and also make it easier for new people um, that want to try out that want to start out on nilsec alliance and there's some system that really no alliance cares about but they have it you know they can probably take it easier than that they're going to be forced to sit in one spot and orbit it because you're just going to get caught and easily shot and then that's that but if you're set up in a battlefield you know it could change the whole the whole way it, it works, but that's just my my personal view on it. Also, thank you, Samson, for a bunch of uh, subscription gifts that you gave out. I to just a wanted bunch to of I just wanted to give your crew a little, <laughs> you know, a little incentive. So <laughs> a few subs, uh, gifted subs for everybody out there in TV land. I mean, Twitch land, Eve land. So what are uh, some of the changes that you would like to see come to? Is, is there any specific advocation that you're trying to do for any specific mechanic changes in Faction Warfare? Um, I think the mechanics that are currently in place, there's there's a few things. One has to do with the uh, loyalty point store. Um, currently you still require a lot of items that we cannot get by doing the things we do. And I think they should either include those items into the loot table of the NPCs we kill uh, so that we can actually get those items by doing the activities that we do in space and also in my opinion the faction warfare missions at the moment they serve no purpose so they either need to give them a purpose that they actually do something like let's say give listening posts as a reward because they're extremely hard to come by and you really only want to stack them up and use them for specific system pushes or just remove them in general because they have no added value to the faction of warfare as it is in the current state yeah i think i mean missions have always been a problem um in faction warfare and i think that the recent um not recent but the the, the overhaul the rework of faction warfare i think they did a good job of making it so they you know that they're irrelevant because one of the problems yeah. with it was you'd get like, you know, what, three or four jackdaws together or whatever, you know, and uh, be 99% safe to just yeah. fly through space, get to your objective, go do it real quick. Once you're in the objective, yeah, there's a beacon in space, but the NPCs would shoot you, the, the enemy coming in and their yeah. allied NPCs shooting at them, um, you know, in PvP ships, also is usually like they're what, like 100 kilometers off, so unless they're just like trying to get caught, like it was pretty easy to, to avoid any kind of PvP and just make an insane amount of this, uh, especially when yeah. the tier levels were really high back in the day. So by cutting down on how much that they were actually worth, but you're right, they, they put them into a spot where it's completely useless now. Um, yeah. you, you don't, you, there's no reason. I don't see anybody running. Um, also, your standings get smashed in missions. Like, uh, yeah. that's, that's, it's interesting how that change has actually brought it over where whenever anybody, like, comes onto the stream and asks about, you know, faction warfare and they're like, hey, you know, how bad are my standings going to get hit? It's like, hardly at all. Like, yeah. it's, it's only promotions that, uh, that will get you deductions. And it takes a long fucking time to be does, promoted yeah. by doing plexing. Now, mission running, that's how you get walks and you lose it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah one, one time that you shoot uh, you know, somebody in militia. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree that it would be... I, I don't know. I don't know if missions need to be in faction warfare. If it's Unless they can find a way to add it to the, the PvP content. Um, yeah, like they would give for certain rewards like those listening posts, the propaganda beacons and stuff like that. If that would be a way to obtain those items, then I don't. I, I think that would be a good thing. That would actually give an incentive to run those missions because you can get a consequent supply of those structures. Because right now I, uh, I hunt them myself, those listening posts and those propaganda beacons. Mm -hmm. And I've got 421 propaganda beacons. And I've got... <laughs> 
nine listening posts at the moment. So, you know, I think... And it's already hard enough to reduce enemy advantage in the system, because, you know, you can just run those rendezvous points. You can get 6% in an hour. And I just think there isn't a proper way... You know, even if it takes effort, that's fine by me, but there's no proper way that you can actually consistently lower a system's advantage without having to wait three hours for those propagandas, uh, for those uh, supply caches to spawn and stuff like that. So I do think they need to to relook into that mechanic and perhaps, uh, you know, make it more, more fun in a certain way, but also make it more available to actually use those structures in a bush. Because I think just 1% per 20 minutes is fine. And you can run free at the same time in a system, which is also fine. You can, so you can do 9% uh, an hour if you're actively running them, which is fine. But getting the structures itself is just so hard. Yeah, and they're expensive really a, if you purchase them. And they're them. expensive, yeah. yeah. So I don't really see the, the point sometimes of running them if the advantage in the system is 100% for each. Sometimes it's just better to not touch it and just keep it at 100% and not do anything else. But then again, it doesn't really give the modifier and also not really the incentive to do something about it to actually encourage a faster push. Yeah, and that's a important topic that has come up is what do you do once both sides have maxed out a system's advantage? You know, what uh, uh, What would you like to see this the uh, CCP bring to the CSM as an idea to... Um, well, there, there's there's two things how I, how I look at it. There's one thing is where they... You know, right now a battlefield gives 15% advantage. I could see value in reducing it to it giving 7.5%, but it also removing 7.5% from your hostile faction. I so like that. That even, even if you're both at 100%, you can reduce the enemy's advantage by 7.5% per battlefield. It's not huge, but you know, you got you got 7.5, you remove 7.5. So even if it's 100%, you can still. Uh, reduce the enemy advantage that way and then you get an extra way of doing it which in the end is gonna make those battlefields more important for everyone which means you're gonna have to form for them and you're gonna have to take them and you just you can't just let them go it, unless you want to lose the system obviously then you just duck up and log off but, but that that's that that's what I think would be uh, would be a good solution I like that that's pretty good um, what do you feel about the uh... In Faction Warfare right now, we have no real incentive to take space unless you want to live there. Um, so the side that has... Um, and I don't think... I don't know if Amar and Mimitar are having this as big of an issue with this, but Galente and Kaldari, it definitely is very obvious that the Galente don't give a fuck about system ownership um, unless yeah. they're physically living there and they have assets that they, they want to have access to. Um, yeah. There's, there is a... I mean, there is... I take it back a little bit. There are some Galente that want to, to get involved in it, but there's just nothing incentivizing us to actually own a bunch of space. Um, the specific spots are like Fleet, Hadeelis, and even Hadeelis at this point, and Fleet, if they flip over to the enemy, we always have docking access. Yeah, that's, so we, that's something I actually have a problem with as well, with maintaining that permanent docking access. I, I, you know, I can see the importance of always having a front line. That you're not when somebody suddenly takes a whole war so that you're locked out that you, that you sorry everything's rear guard good luck you're just gonna have to plex one up very very slowly so I, I i can see that but you know we have quite a few systems because we had a, a corporation from the in the u.s times of the mr mill they were the first uh corporation to actually take a rear guard system flex it up to 100 percent and flip it which was Tody frown and they assaulted it from kaldari space and they took the entire pocket, and they could, the Kaldari system is still good. But the thing is, you have three systems in there that connect to a Minmatar HiSec. So they will always remain frontline. So there's no real way to, you know, to secure a siege from a certain position, because they'll always have a frontline that will keep accessible for them. And I think they should maybe look in look into either reducing the amount of permanent front lines from those systems and maybe have like one or two from the main systems that you can just keep in mind and then you know that way actually allow you to keep a certain spot of space without them just being able to run into your back door and then just sit there for a few days and then oh shit it's 50% and I'm gonna have to sit there for four days 
and deplex all the opens and all the larges that spawn to just get it below a, an acceptable level again. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, do you have any thoughts on um, owning lots of space? Do you think they should be like, uh, we had a suggestion that came from, uh, who was that? Uh, Iana? A-I-A-I-N? 187 said, uh, hot take. Now uh, there are front lines and uh, little rear guard bots, um, which actually is, uh, they took out the rear guard bots. I thought that update recently was really important. Um, yeah. That uh, you should not be getting shit for LP. I thought that they were, when they first released it, I thought they were going to make it like hardly anything for a rear guard. And they were like, it was it like 50% or something like that reduction from normal. Um, yeah. But now it's like, it's like nothing, basically. It's 0 0.01, I think. You, yeah, you there we go. Get, That's what it should have been since the you, beginning. You literally get 25 LP or something, which which is just fine. But yeah, so uh, one one eight seven said that in rear guard or now that that's kind of taken care of, do you think they should bring back like the the tiers um, to incentivize owning more of the war zone, or is there any ideas that you have on what 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 should happen when you own eighty percent of the war zone? Is that it? So I, I think I think I think the tier system was was broken in the sense that yes, nice. Now I get a hundred KLP, let's say, but. You know, it's still worth the same as the 40k LP, but you're just getting 100k, so your wallet's filling up faster, so you can, you know, you can stack up. So I, I don't think that the tier system itself would be a good thing, but I do think there's certain other things that they could introduce. Like they uh, they invented this amazing ship caster, and I think it the idea is the idea is great, but the execution is just, you know, they're Nobody builds them because there's just no point. Because nice, you have us. We 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 couldn't pick the system that the shipcaster came in, which is okay. But you know, put it in a mar, the capital. You know, just just a thing. Uh, put the Mimitar one in hack, their capital. Do the same for Goldari. Do the same for Galante. You know, put them in their capital, and then allow them to depart from there, which is also gonna make it easier for people that are new to the game. You know. Okay, nice, you're in a mar. You can just take the ship caster, pick one of the systems you want to go to, and poof, and you go. So, you know, perhaps uh, as a bonus of, <clears throat> of holding a lot of space is that you can select certain systems then to build a ship caster. And then if it the ship caster is in one of those systems, it has increased defenses. And instead of being able to be get it killed in like an hour, you know, make it like an asterisk. You know, give it give it a larger time, just small, but you know, in that that way, you actually have a bonus of having a rearguard system which you can place that in to improve your logistics, and you know, perhaps also an increased industrial bonus for those rearguards that you're holding. So if you if they're no longer front lines, but have, so that you can actually build up an industry hub in those systems, and then you also have an incentive to defend those uh, those pockets. Um, and and an, uh, an incentive to make it a backline, uh, and make it a backline. Yeah, yeah I mean, besides the the advantage that it's harder to flex. Um, yeah, like but actually, like if your home, like right now, Nenemelia is you know uh, a, a home of the Keldari, but it's a frontline system. They should have incentive yeah. to be like, I want this to be our home, but I want it to be a backline system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so give it extra bonuses like reduced uh, jump cloning fees. Because you know, usually in an NPC station you pay 900. Well, let's say it's a rear guard, you pay like 100k. You know, because struck uh, astrohuses and stuff. You know, they're a lot less useful now that you can't dock in them anymore in in those rear guard systems. So you're mm -hmm. locked out, which I think is really great. I think that was uh, a good change, actually. It, it yeah, pissed me off a little bit because I lived in the Taurus, which uh, you know, <laughs> before the patch we were like, I remember. yeah, we live here forever. This will just yeah. be our fun little, uh, you know, the news is going on here. We got crazy stuff. And then when the patch came, it was like, okay, well, we're not consistently holding Nanamelia uh, as a, a Galente system, which was what we would need at the very least to hold Taurus. And uh, we were yeah. like, okay, well, we're going to move to Yavangir. Never get kicked out of anything ever again. <laughs> and there you go. No, so I think, you know, I think giving, giving those extra little bonuses, they don't... You know they're not huge, but 
you know, on the end that they do make the difference and they there could be reasons why you would actually want to hold that system. And, you know, perhaps also an, an extra reward, but I'm just not sure, you know, uh, I'd have to think that through because it, it has to be balanced in a way that it's actually, yeah, that it's balanced, that it's not out of balance because the tier system was just straight up out of balance. Nice. Well, yeah, it caused the pendulum swing and it was the, the, the pendulum swing of like, okay, the botters and the people farming this system for ISK, what they're doing is they go to one, boost it up, release, you know, so that you get like tier four, tier five, do that for a couple of months or whatever, save up an insane amount of LP, switch over to the other side, boost their side up, so now your LP actually is uh, harder to get. So yeah. now you, you can sell it at a much better ISK to LP ratio, but you know, it took, you know, you just had to wait for that swing of that stuff. It was all market manipulation was what controlled yeah, sure. the war zone. Um, and and now, now we and don't have that. There's no incentive necessarily, um, but there is switching of systems that are happening still, even though we're not incentivized necessarily through the uh, tier system, there is still fighting that is happening over systems and pushing and pulling and stuff like that. I mean, the Keldari just came in and wiped out all the stuff that was behind um, Hadeelis, took Hadeelis for a little while. Um, we pushed them out, got all those systems back, and then we took like the northern section for a little while. Where their uh, ship caster uh, or their their special gate that they had uh, yeah you know, place. So there was there, there there's still fighting <clears throat> going on but it's not it's definitely not about this weird market mechanics and anything that incentivizes like you get more isk for or, or LP or whatever you get uh, a bonus to your isk making ability on one side uh, that's winning is just going to force it so that you push that as hard as you can and then you switch it over to the other side, you know, so that because then their items become less worth when you're, you know, dominating. Um, yeah. Or more and worth. I think, worth more. Or whatever. And, yeah. and I think that's been been pretty well executed with this new patch, because you know, LP, of course, sometimes it goes down, but I think it's pretty stable between 700 and 1.1k is per LP at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's about but, right. Yeah, and I think that's a good good trade value. Uh, yeah, and that's and a lot of ISK for, I mean, the one thing is like a newbie, 10 day old, you know, newbie in this game can come start running some novice plexes, yeah. um, or whatever they're called now, uh, what are they called? Scouts. Yeah, the scouts. scouts. The scouts, Scout, yeah. um, you know, even a, a small, um, they can easily run those, they don't need that much crazy DPS, they can kind of maybe get some PvP in, but ISK-wise yeah. actually, um, as long as you know how to use the LP store, which a 10 day old does have a probably the hardest time understanding what yeah. the fuck to do with their LP. Um, yeah, there is sure. a suggestion from um, Yos, uh, Yas, who said uh, it should be possible to buy blue loot with LP so new players can easily convert LP to ISK without having to pay a lot of ISK up front. How do you feel it about is... changes to like the, the LP store? It is... It, it... The suggestion that was just called for, that's that's something I've been, you know, thinking about myself as well. Uh, the thing is to prevent from just people using that as their main source of income, just buying blue loot and instantly selling it. So you have a fixed rate. Um, it should be a lower rate, but a convenience rate. So let's say four or 500k is per LP. So you don't have to worry about going through, but not so that people like me who can stack up like a uh, 100 million LP. Oh nice, now I can just sell it for 1k ISK per LP as blue loot. And I just buy it all out and I sell it. Nice, now I have 100 billion. And I think that that has to be be guarded, but I, I think definitely, or maybe put a limit on it. You know, you can uh, sell X, you can buy X amount of blue loot a month. So let's say you can buy 1 billion of that blue loot each month so that a new player can, you know, consistently have 1 billion of income. And then you know it's 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 also something that if it would to, were to be introduced, it would probably have to be adjusted a few times to make sure it fits in with the market, and so that it doesn't destabilize it. That everybody uses it, and then suddenly blueprints go over 2k as LP, just because everybody's just buying the blue loot because it's easy. You don't have to find a buyer and a seller. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's something you you have to be careful with. But I think definitely for new people, the LP store is, is still confusing for me. 
and I've been playing for a long time. And even I, when I opened the LP star, I was like, hmm, I want to get this Imperial Navy 400mm steel plate blueprint. And I'm like, the fuck, what is that? And then you're you're trying to work out half an hour whether it's actually worth buying those PPCs or if you're just better off buying the Imperial plates right off the market. Right, yeah, and trade in something else. And um, Yeah, and I, then I think just a buy simplifying it. of the the LP store is in order. Like, uh, like right yeah. now there's a bunch of data, because I feel like data cores are probably the closest to what we have to Lulu quick exchange um, yeah. right yeah, now. The problem is, is that there's like four or five of them and, uh, you know, only one of them actually makes you a profit. The other yeah. will actually get you into the negative and the amount of money that you actually have to spend up front to get the, and so, that just is a confusing thing for any yeah. kind of newbie that they have to go out and do market research now on something. Um, uh, I agree, and especially if you're ten days old, you you have no clue what the fuck you're doing. And I think in that in that in that you know the part um, in our corp uh, we do buyback, and we have a few mm -hmm. guys that are actually actively buying up the LP, also from the new guys, uh, and it does make it a lot easier now. It has to be. There has to be trust, of course, because you have to donate it to uh, to the to the corp or, or to a specific corp. Mm -hmm. So it does involve trust. I think maybe for, to make buyback for corps easier and also for selling LP easier if you don't know what to do with it. I think it would also be a good thing if you could contract LP instead of donate it only. So that if you're a new bro and you have somebody that wants to just buy your LP and not doesn't want to be, but just maybe wants to invest in the LP. Um, allow you to contract the LP to somebody so that you're not having to worry to worry about a guy yeah sure yeah I'll take your million LP you send it to him and then you just close the convo and well oh, the 10 new 10 year uh, 10 day old guy suddenly has zero LP and no isk <laughs> awesome uh, S Samson uh, you got any questions that uh, burning for our CS M CSM see I said it CSM we don't have to drink. We haven't had to drink the whole show yet, I think. <laughs> I was drinking anyway, uh, full disclosure, <laughs> regardless. But that's just me. Um, yeah, so um, maybe you could uh, tell the listeners if there's anything you haven't covered already of why why they should vote for you as CSM. <laughs> I, I checked. You see, you got me making, you got me <laughs> checking myself here. Well, I think the experience I've had over the the last 10, 10, 12 years that I've been playing this game, uh, all the experience I've done up in all the different kinds of space, I've lived in low sack, I've lived in nil sack, I've lived in wormholes. Um, and I, I, you know, obviously I'm not perfect in, 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 in any way, but and I do think my experience could contribute to, uh, you know, to make sure that the players are heard and represented in the right way. And and I would hope that if if I was to be elected, that you know people would feel comfortable to approach me, you know, send me a message, explain their problem, and and see if we can do something about it. Sounds good. Um, and uh, you know what? Real quick, what's been your um, favorite PvP experience in Faction Warfare? I mean, I I I do all kinds of dumb, crazy, fun stuff. I mean. From here and here and there, I just unduck a Varger with land sills and just scream Leroy and go for it. <laughs> I fly ridiculously expensive ships that shouldn't shouldn't survive, but you know somehow they do. You get away on the edge, and you know it's th those kind of things that th th I find those the most fun. Uh, I also love solo PvP, but I also love uh, leading fleets and you know just clashing it out, 40 versus 40, 50 versus 50. And you know, make nice battle reports. Yesterday we we tried against pirates, didn't go so well. Six uh, six capitals ended up in the grinding machine of Big AB. Uh, so, so yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. But you know, everybody had great fun. Those uh, those caps were sitting still in station, so those guys wanted to commit them. We dropped them, and you know, they had a great they had a great time. And in the end, it's 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 a video game, you know. So if everybody's had fun, then. Uh, that, that that could be worth a few caps. Agreed. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the attitude that we need um, out there for sure. Is people willing to take risks, 
have fun, bring content to the game. So that's uh, and the important like part. It's the important part. We dropped them to kill the lift. The lift died. We hey. got received by forty threats a second later, but you know the lift died. So up success. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have like a specific uh, battle that you can that you can recall that just was uh, like just a wild wild ride it, it, that you could take us on for a minute? It, it, literally the, the the first battlefield. The first battlefield. The first battlefield spawned right after their patch. Nobody had a clue. What the fuck are we gonna do? We know we had run them on sissy, so we knew how they kind of work, but we had no clue. Uh, whether anybody had actually prepared for it. We hadn't. So we literally just unducked something random. Everybody was in kitchen sink. We went into the first battlefield. And then we figured out that Mimitar had actually prepared a proper production for it. They had thought it through. We didn't. So we were just sitting there on their warping. A literal clusterfuck. Minmill slides in. We just got completely slaughtered. And I'm not gonna lie. It took us three weeks to... To properly adjust to Minmill's tactics and actually get a doctrine that could, you know, could actually fight them. So I think that first battlefield was just complete and pure utter chaos, and it was amazing. <laughs> and, a few, a few, and a few weeks later, we adjusted, but you know, that that first battlefield that that will always stick with me. So they just they just poured in and just uh, just started decimating everybody around them. I'm guessing and. Uh... Did you guys like stick around and like continue to fight or was it just we, like... We, we, we tried but we just got completely slaughtered. We saw D-Scan, we were like, we, we checked our D-Scan. Okay, well we got a nice fleet, we got some battleships, we got some battlecruisers, we've got some Lodgy, we've got this, we got that, and then out of nowhere we saw, oh fuck, they're all in the same ship. Oh shit, they have 15 Lodgies, that is not good. We're gonna try it, but like I said, Ooh, we just... 15 Lodgy, that's uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that... <laughs> Doesn't work, you know, it's already a problem if you're in the proper doctrine, but it's a complete problem if you're actually in uh, in kitchen sink trying to do something. Doesn't oh, yeah. work. Well, actually, that brings up a thought um, that I had, I've, I've, uh, and I haven't heard people bitching about it as much lately, but when the patch, uh, for, when the, the expansion came out, the faction worker <clears> got <throat> totally revamped, and Tech 2 Logi could no longer be used uh, reliably in faction yeah. warfare. Um, at first, people were really pissed off about that because they were like, "Well, now how am I going to take my seven dudes and you know put two, uh, two you know tech two logi behind it and then you know go into a group of ten guys or a hundred guys or whatever you know?" And they're like, "Okay, well now you know the 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 overpowered tool that we had of T two logi is out." I find it really interesting personally that. Uh, I like that T1 Lodgy is being really heavily used. You can kill it even when they have a large amount of T. As long as you have the alpha to like really just go through, through yeah. and then switch targets, you start doing a little bit of target switching and you can still yeah. overcome, you know, um, especially since they're T1 ships, it's easy to blow them up. So, you know, yeah. even with a lot of, of reps on them, if you switch up targets, you're going to be able to kill. How do you feel about the uh, the removal of T2 uh, Logi ships from everything? Uh, I, I, I think the removal of Tier 2 Logi is, is a good thing, you know, because even if you're fighting, it actually means that if you have the DPS, the Logi will slow it down, but you will still kill stuff. So you actually be, be 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 fighting over something, and you'll lose ships. As simple as that. So there, you know, this has to flow, and I, I think that also you know makes it so that engagements are actually worthwhile. Cause nobody enjoys sliding into a into a battlefield. Oh, they have 15 guardians. We have 15 guardians. We are in armor hacks. They are in armor hacks. We're just gonna sit here for the next 45 minutes and enjoy watching each other go to 50% armor and back up. <laughs> and now actually in fights, people die. Which, which is which is a good change. Uh, although I do think uh, in the current meta, the tier one shield logi has always been superior uh, to the tier one armor logi because you know shield reps apply instantly. So a tier one shield logi ship will always be able to catch something and give them a slightly more longer life. Where tier one armor logi, from what I've been seeing, really struggles uh, to keep up uh, in that regard. Which is why also we currently are using a lot of shield doctrines um, 
to mitigate the fact that armor tier 1 large is just not really where it's supposed to be. You know, a guardian has the EHP tank, you know, to survive that gap between receiving reps and actually, you know, surviving. And yeah, I think that just currently lacks with the tier 1 logic and tier 1 ships. They just don't have the uh, the tank to actually survive the first 15, 15 seconds to, to get the first two rep cycles off from everybody and actually have the ship start catching reps. Whereas the shield ship just heats its shield reps, clicks F1, poof, and shields back up to full. Uh, yeah. So I think in that, in that regard, tier 1 logic cruisers, you know, they might be something that needs to be looked at, maybe not. Um, but that, that's why I would hope that at some point CCP will consider adding uh, faction logistical cruisers. That's what I was thinking uh, myself too. And, and maybe even uh, pirate logistic cruisers. I think the, the important part for the T1 Logi, if they make faction, is that they don't change it too much that they make T1 Logi completely obsolete. Because like you said, it's a good thing that T1 Logi is actually being used for something. Because nobody was really using them, because why would you? You could just bring a Guardian, or you could bring an Oneiros, or a Skimitar, or a Basilisk. But I think if they, you know, make them not too overpowered, but just slightly better than the Tier 1. But expensive enough that you have to consider, you know, am I going to bring Tier 1 for this smaller fleet? Or am I going to bring the Navy variant, which is 60, 70, 80 million? So that you actually have to consider, you know, is it worth bringing this Navy... You know, if you bring in battleships, you know, you can already guess it's worth bringing into a battlefield. A small cruiser, Roman gang, you know. Yeah, do you really, it. are you really going to bring that to, to, to counteract whatever they're bringing? But I do think it hydrate. would, you know, yeah, I, th I think it would add a nice, nice dynamic uh, to the war zone. And also, I think just more Navy ships in general, you know, maybe a new frigate, a new destroyer, a new cruiser new better cruiser just give it some unique bonuses you know change up the dynamic and you know don't uh you know just give us more options to play with because you know we are stuck mostly in the navy ships and you know execure navy issue at the moment most of p cruiser at the moment i love my I, exec I, I do hope they will balance it out at some point and you know they don't have to rebalance the exact navy i think it's in a good place i think it's where it's supposed to be i do think that all the other uh navy cruisers in some regard are, are lacking behind in stats and i do think they also deserve a little love to, to you know to put them back up to par with the exact navy but that's also just my personal opinion yeah no i definitely see as, as the exec is really powerful, uh, although uh, the uh, Osprey Navy issue is also a pretty solid spot right now for faction warfare, uh, frigate yeah. killing. Uh, yes, you know, exactly. Be, be a fast frigate killer. Um, but, but yeah, um, I, I, in my opinion, the oh, Osprey Navy and the exec Navy, those two are, are really in a really good place right now. Because, you know, the Osprey Navy is really tanky and has pretty rapid DPS with those rapid lights. They can deal with frigates and destroyers quite nicely. And the Exec Navy has slightly less tank, but you can just punch it in at zero and do 1,000 DPS. Or you can sit at 40, 50 off, do 600, or you can even sit at 100 and do 300. So, you know, I think I think those two ships are in a really good place, but like we, we are Amar, we want to use our own ships, but why would you want that Konoma Navy issue? If you could unlock an exec navy issue you know that's kind of funny actually my alliance uses uh omen navy issues quite a bit actually oh okay yeah we we, <laughs> we, disli we dislike the sniper, them because yeah. their, their cap is completely useless you can i've, I've yeah. seen uh i've seen in the incursus with with uh with a large uh with a large blast that it has better cap effectiveness than, than an omen navy issue <laughs> So, you know, and I think that's where Amar struggles. And I think for for Mimitar, their Navy cruisers, they're they're really tanky. But they're you know, they're also lagging lagging behind in some regard. And, and the same goes for, for the uh, not the Exec Navy, how's the other thing called? Um Vexer. The Vexer Navy issue, they removed its you know, those last two heavy drones, which I think it didn't deserve that they took those away. Because I think it actually gave you a reason to fly V and I, and I think now it's just 
an under DPS ship, and it can't really fit great tank either. And for solo PvP, seen them as much. Yeah. you don't know. Since they've removed it, you don't see them as much anymore because they just now you used to be able to push them to five, six hundred DPS quite nicely, and now you know you're kind of stuck at three sixty if you fit any kind of tank. So, Nightflyer, uh, do you have anything, uh, any questions before we wrap things up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I guess if you're on the CSM, uh, what would you like to see CCP bring in as far as quality of life issues with the, the game? Not just necessarily factual warfare, but game. <laughs> uh, quality of life, um, mostly, I think, PI. Is that something I've... I've never been able to get into myself. I want to do it because you know it's used for a lot of the navy ships as well and for all the new ships. But I just, I just burn out by the idea of setting it up. And uh, I also had the, this question asked before, and I do think it's important that the people that are really good at it, you know, that they keep an edge because they're really good at it. So we shouldn't just take away their livelihood because suddenly they're, you know, they're counted because you just have to click F1 and your PI setup. But I that I think PI is something that needs to be really looked at and uh, make 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 it easier for people to set up and more understandable, but don't take it away from uh, the people that really understand it. And you know, let them keep their livelihoods as well. I think that's a really important one for me. Yeah, PI definitely needs some massaging. I do PI. Uh, quite often, I actually just revamped my whole setup, so um, yeah, I've got a whole list of notes on things on that. But what about something like uh, character name changes? Would that be something that you would support? And if so, what uh, caveats would you like to see with that? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think it's a hard one because you know every character in Eve. Once it's created, it lives through its own journey. And, you know, people remember that name. And I think that if you start allowing people to start changing their names, um, it, it takes away the, the character out of the character, you know? So once a character is created, it's, it's got its own journey, you know, it's got its own history. And I think by changing the name, you... you you, you slice into that history and and I think that's something in Eve that is really important for a lot of people so I think I think it's not something I, I would directly support I think you know once a name is cre character is created unless accidental you're one day old sorry CCP I fucked up my name but I've already uh, injected my 1 million SP okay you know you should be allowed to change your name but you know, I think for for a veteran, after all those years of playing with a character, I don't I don't think it's very good being able to change your name because you know your character has a history, and I think that history sh should stay with the name. But that's just my my personal opinion. Uh, and okay, so the the big one that always comes up too is cat ears. Are you for or against cat ears? I mean, I, I, customization is not something I'm really busy with myself, but if somebody wants cat ears, you know, give them cat ears. Cat ears? Yeah, if they want cat ears. If he wants, cat wants to make money, you know, let, let him make money, yeah. you know. Like, let him buy cat ears. Sell, sell cat ears, you know, that's that's fine by me. Yeah, I'm cool with it on characters. I don't want to see it on ships. Um, no. I think it becomes too cartoony. <laughs> no, that's point. silly. That's silly in the game. So. Yeah, look at my exit Navy with two massive cat ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, if people want cat ears on the character, that's all good. But like you said, let's not put them on ships. All right. So, uh, Twan, is there any place else that uh, people can get in touch with you? Or are you going to be on any other shows? Um, um, people uh, can, can find me yeah. on the uh, Amar Militia Discord. It's, it's where you're most easily going to be able to reach me. And, you know... If you're uh, really desperate, come out to the Amar War Zone and, and, and find me. <laughs> I'm always uh, flying every day, so it shouldn't be too hard finding me. We should do a roam like that someday, uh, Frozen. So uh, yeah, I put agree. a the roam out into the. Into yeah, we can, yeah, we've been we, out we can, there. We yeah. can just set up. We can also set up a fun engagement if you guys are up for it. I mean, uh, 
we'll, we'll try not to blob you guys with uh, with tier two ships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we do a team up and we just take the system over. So that's, that's, we could also work together and just murder Minmill. There we go. <laughs> now that's a possibility. I mean, I Gwen mean, I'm, is I'm okay. technically Amar, so there we go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I always say the same with Minmatar. Technically, there are more ships because we own Minmatar, so you know. Air <laughs> <laughs> attack is our attack. No shame in flying Minmatar ships as Amar. We do it all the time. We we fly hurricanes and we fly ruptures. They're just more rusty. Yeah, exactly. Just gotta wipe it off sometimes. Maybe put some paint <laughs> thinner on it. Um, and uh, before we wrap things on up here, I always like to give a little bit of a spotlight for you if you want to talk about any upcoming projects, uh, any anything that uh, if you've got a YouTube or you've got any kind of media presence out there, or if there's any shout-outs that you want to give to anybody that... Uh... Yeah, so I, I actually I used to have a YouTube channel, but I haven't really been active that much because I've just been when I'm online I'm usually just focused on PvPing and running fleets so I don't really take the time anymore really for, for social media in that regard I just usually uh, focus up on, uh, on blowing shit up and having fun. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah that, that's pretty much how I do it and I think yeah there's there's some other uh, faction of warfare candidates out there um, if you don't like me that's fine you know Maybe uh, maybe go out there, consider one of the other faction of Warfare candidates. I think in general it's just really important that we get at least one, preferably two people on CSM that, you know, that, that keep faction of Warfare in mind. So that we make sure we don't end up on the backlog again, and then maybe we get another big update in, in another 10 years. Yeah, we definitely need the representation. I know, uh, uh, oh God, I just had her name in my head too. Uh, it didn't even run this year, so I know she had another, uh, or Sonia, is that her name? Uh, could be. Yeah, she was the Faction Warfare one for the last, like, two yeah, years. Yeah, we definitely but... need an advocate on this, uh, for yeah. sure. And, uh, and obviously, changes that just happened. At, at, I mean, I'm not sure whether you guys uh, knew, but when we were sieging for Aga, we were actually the busiest, Aga was the busiest system in E for, like, a solid two months. I heard we about had over, that. Yep. We, we had we had more than fourteen to three thousand ships die a day. It was just a constant slaughter fest of cruisers versus cruisers, battle cruisers versus battle cruisers. I mean, there was not a system in Eve where there was more ships dying than than there was in Aga. So I think you know, keeping that in consideration, I think I think it's important that we we keep good representation. So you know, we can keep that up and we can actually keep faction of warfare alive and you know keep getting new people into it and that way make it a, an important place in space and not just you know you can pick between wormholes null sack or high sack but actually you know give low sack the importance it deserves and and make sure it's in fun fun to fly around in yeah i think csm's always had enough uh representation as far as uh you know, the null blocks and that stuff goes, even high sec, I think, has had probably more than low sec in faction warfare. Yeah. So, uh, we definitely need candidates that can voice, you know, our opinions and their opinions and respond to the, the requests or questions. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap things on up here. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching and thank you Tuan thank you so much for coming on to the show here really good to hear that we've got a solid uh, uh, faction warfare supporter that is uh, running and I definitely uh, you got my vote for sure well that's good to hear and uh, and I Same. hope anybody watching uh, is convinced to, uh, to vote on me as well and uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough uh, how it goes Oh, are you gonna be in Iceland or no? Are you gonna make it to the event? I, I, I was, uh, I, I had the tickets. I was, I was gonna go, and then uh, last year my son was born and uh, oh, bought a house. That changes things. That's a good yeah. reason, I guess. So yeah. uh, I, I've ended up, you know, deciding not to go because uh, he's currently, currently uh, 13 months old. So you know, taking him out to Iceland or going out for a few days. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. I, now they're I, high I, maintenance I, at that age. So. Yeah, so I've I've decided to uh, 
to watch it again from home this year and, uh, and not go out. I still plan to go some point because every time I was, last time I planned to go, uh, COVID broke out. So <laughs> every time I try to go, something comes up. So, you wow. know, um, I want to make it next time, but you know, perhaps something will come up, but I, I do hope Hello. to make it next year. We'll drink uh, an extra uh, beverage for you, alcoholic beverage, while we're there. <laughs> uh, I, will do, I will do the same, but from the couch, watching the live streams. There you go. All right, make sure you check out our stream. We're going to be doing some live broadcasts from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be live streaming there. And, 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 and I'll try to, like, photobomb any um, actual things that get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, so, sounds good. You guys, uh, I, I just noticed that I haven't hadn't even followed you guys once the stream started, so I, uh, I've so gone ahead okay. and done that now. Uh, we oh, forgive man. you. Well, we thank forgive you. you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was so, great. This is a this is solid interview, and uh, we'll see you out in space. Yeah, sounds good. Fly reckless, everyone. Absolutely. Thanks, Juan. Yep. Yep. That's a long time since I've had it.